Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was just out and about. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's daily NBA show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Bet Slippin' Podcast daily NBA show. It's Tuesday, March 15th. And we only have a four-game slate in the NBA, but I have three best bets, two sides, and one player prop. I went 2-2 two and two yesterday. I feel like I'm fouling off pitches here in the middle of March, and uh, March has got to be the, the, the time that you ramp it up here in the NBA betting calendar because there's just wall-to-wall action in the NBA and in uh, college hoops, in fact. So um, I'm struggling to keep my head above water this month. Uh, I am 19-11 in March, but again, just 2-2 two and two yesterday, was 7-7 seven and seven last week, so hopefully we can start to turn it around and, and hit a real profit um, to, to in the second half of March. Um, again, I went 2-2 two and two yesterday, I missed with the under 2-12.5 in the Los Angeles Clippers-Cleveland Cavalier game, that was sort of a bad beat, it went to overtime, tied 106. Are at 106, so it was 212 on the nose after 48 minutes, but uh, the game was trending well over the total through the first three quarters. However, that's part of the reason why you like unders or why I like unders is you actually start out with the winning bet and things need to happen for the over to cash. So while it was trending over through the first three quarters, both those teams are aren't very good offenses, the Clippers and the Cavaliers, and they're very good defensively. So um, that that game, you know, was properly lined. I thought it was properly handicapped, and and having the uh, under two twelve and a half um, effectively hit in forty eight minutes kind of makes me feel confident, or or um, doesn't make me feel so bad about that loss. But it is a losing bet. And it goes down in the uh, loss column for your boy. So next game we hit with was the uh, Denver Nuggets plus two and a half against the Philadelphia 76ers. They won 114 to 110. Um, Embiid outscored Jokic 34 points to 22. But Jokic had um, more rebounds, uh, plus four in the rebound column and plus four in the assist column. And then his team was plus four in the points column, which is the most important thing. So Nuggets money line got home. Nuggets plus two and a half got home, and that was our second best bet. Our third best bet, we took the Jazz at home at plus one and a half. It ended up closing at, I think, minus two for the Jazz, so we got the right side of the number, but they lost at home to Milwaukee, 117 to 111. Donovan Mitchell was out there chucking. Giannis played phenomenally, Um, but, you know, Utah uh, just couldn't get it home for us. They, uh, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, or one of the Bogdanoviches, I ended up missing that game, which is a sneaky big loss for that team. Either way, uh, that's a loser. Our second winner was the Toronto Raptors, covering four and a half as they visited the Los Angeles Lakers. They beat them 114 to 103. That game really wasn't that close. Uh, Toronto started up uh, ahead 26 to four. So 
Um, there was really no sweating that. Uh, that was a um, wire-to-wire cover and win for the Toronto Raptors. But we got three best bets in the Tuesday NBA slate. My three best bets are I'm taking the Memphis Grizzlies minus 6.5 um, at the Indiana Pacers. I'm taking the Phoenix Suns minus 4.5 at the New Orleans Pelicans. And I'm going with over um, Devin Booker for the Phoenix Suns, over 27.5 points. Um, all those odds are provided by our sponsor, Typico Sportsbook, who is a global sports betting leader that's live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app and you can get a special bonus by going to usatodaybet.com slash podcast that's usa today bet.com slash podcast terms and conditions do apply you must be 21 or older to game and please see typico's uh, website for details also if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER for new jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for colorado okay so on to our best bets first one memphis grizzlies minus six and a half at the indiana pacers um, John Morant was listed or is listed as doubtful on the injury report. It's trending like he's not going to play, but Indiana has a whole bunch of players on the injury report, um, including Miles Turner. Obviously, T.J. Warren and T.J. McConnell haven't been there for, in McConnell's case, most of the season, and Warren's case, the whole season. So they're already without three starters. They're incorporating um, the new Kings players that they acquired through the DeMontis Sabonis trade, uh, Tyre- Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald. They've been there for 13 games and whatever, just kind of mixed results for Indiana. Their defense is absolutely terrible. And Memphis crushes bad defenses. That's the first handicapping angle I'm looking at here. Um, against bad defenses, Memphis is 15-6 uh, straight up. They have a plus 10 adjusted net rating and a plus 3.3 ATS differential against teams that are in the bottom 10 of defensive efficiency. So that's the first thing that I'm looking at. Also, Memphis should beat Indiana with or without John Morant. This is going to sound surprising, but according to cleaningtheglass.com, which removes garbage time from its stat tracking, the Grizzlies actually score 1.6 points fewer Fewer points per 100 possessions when John Morant is on the court. So he's actually got a minus 1.6 adjusted on-off net rating, which is kind of surprising, right? Dylan Brooks uh, returned, I think, the last game from Memphis. He's a, uh, a Memphis shooting guard, small forward, ball handler, shot creator kind of guy. And he actually leads Memphis in adjusted on-off net rating at plus 7. Uh, points per 100 possession. So I think the addition of Dylan, Dylan Brooks definitely makes up or offsets the uh, absence of John Morant in the spot. And the line is actually moving towards the Grizzlies, it would appear, despite Ja being listed as doubtful. Also, it's just a good spot for Memphis. They're 10-5 and five against the spread as road favorites, and they got a plus 2.8 ATS differential in those games. And they're also 16-6-1 against the number anytime they're laying more than five points. So I think the Grizzlies are just going to hammer Indiana, who's just been playing terribly on defense, is really banged up, 
with or without John Morant. Let's lay the six and a half points with the Memphis Grizzlies. And then the next game, again, there's only a two-game slate here tonight. Um, I actually lean towards the Miami Heat over the Detroit Pistons, which is priced at minus 13. I got to be honest, I'm a little gun shy <laughs> to give out a minus, on typical 12 and a half point spread for the Heat um, publicly. I might end up on the Heat before um, that game tips off. But Cade Cunningham, who's Detroit's. Um, um, pretty much best player. He's he's a number one overall pick. I think he's going to be a franchise altering player for Detroit. He's listed as doubtful or uh, questionable on the injury report. And if he can't play, they're not the same team. Um, and and to me, like Detroit has covered nine of its last ten. And the last game that they played against the Clippers, they didn't cover as three and a half point closing road dogs. Um, the game ended 106 to 102, but that line started at six and a half, and most people who bet the Pistons actually profited in that game, or at least they should have. So, what I'm getting at here is that I got a little like sticker shock or price shock when I saw, I don't know if that's the right term, but you know what I'm saying. When I saw the Heat favored 13 over the Pistons, given how tough the Pistons have been playing teams recently and how mediocre the Heat have been over the past like week or so. I've originally just gravitated towards the Pistons, but the the Heat are, are, are I think sixteen and six against the number following a loss they just lost. Um, and again, I just think like the price is so jarring. Like this is the most the Heat have been favored over the Pistons in their last ten meetings, and this is probably the best version of the Pistons they've played over the last ten meetings. Um, and I actually have to go back and dig into that specifically, but the Pistons are trending up, and seeing a 13-point line for them is kind of crazy. So I lean to the Miami Heat. I probably spent too much anal- time analyzing a game I only had a lean for, but I just had to get that off my chest. Uh, the Heat are definitely the sharp side in that one, despite whatever the market may or may not say. Um, but I, I, I'm not publicly going to give that out. I, I like two other plays here um, in the New Orleans Pelicans Phoenix Suns game that, that the Pelicans are hosting the Suns in. Um, I'm taking the minus four and a half the Phoenix Suns. I'll talk about that first. Phoenix is three and one straight up in their last four. New Orleans is one and four straight up and against the spread in their last four. Uh, Phoenix is two and one straight up and against the number versus New Orleans this year, but New Orleans appears to me to be at least the fake sharp side. Um, they beat the crap out of the Houston Rockets Sunday, but Houston sucks, and that was more of a um, that that game was more Houston peeing down its leg than New Orleans really playing that well. Before that, they were zero and four straight up and against the spread uh, because they were missing Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum. Brandon Ingram's going to be out this game. He's dealing with a leg injury. C.J. McCollum is set to return after spending some time in the health and safety protocols list. But the Pelicans just aren't the same team without Brandon Ingram. They score 12.1 fewer points per 100 possessions with Ingram off the floor. That's in the 96th percentile of wings. Ingram's legit playing like an all-NBA caliber forward, especially with the injuries in the NBA this year. Um, he, he If he stayed healthy, he... And the Pelicans kept winning games with him in the lineup. He might be able to play his way into the third team All-NBA forward slot. But um, with C.J. McCollum, who's slated to return um, for the Pelicans tonight, he's putting up 
great numbers for the Pelicans, averaging 27 points per game in his 12 games since being uh, acquired by the Pelicans. But those are kind of low-impact numbers. Uh, Really what I mean is he has a minus 2.3 adjusted on-off net rating for New Orleans. So he's putting up points, but they're not really, you know, leading to... Uh, his team winning or losing. And, and in fact, they, this team does worse despite uh, CJ's scoring prowess. So um, there's, there's, I guess, uh, if anyone's betting this game because CJ McCollum's returning and he's looked good for the Pelicans, I think that's a misnomer. And I think that um, that the misnomer provides some extra value on New Orleans. Also, Phoenix is in a revenge spot after taking up um, double-digit beatdown by New Orleans in their second game back from the All-Star break. Ingram and C.J. McCollum combined for 60 points on 20 of 35 shooting, though, in that game. So Ingram isn't going to be back. C.J. will. He put up 32 points. So I think the the um, consequence of that is that Monty Williams, the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, is going to um, focus more of Phoenix's defensive bandwidth on stopping C.J. McCollum. And C.J. McCollum ultimately regresses this game and and has a little less of an impact or has uh, a worse scoring game. Also, this is a good spot for Phoenix in the sense that they're 14-9 against the number as a road favorite, and they're plus 4.8 um, ATS margin in those games. So I'm taking Phoenix, minus 4.5. I'm not even sure what the market says on this. I don't really care because... I broke it down in um, uh, the ways that I just did, right? So I, I like the Pelican or the Suns, excuse me, the Phoenix Suns minus four and a half. And staying in this game, I'm taking over Devin Booker twenty seven and a half points. I think he's gonna be motivated in his head to head with CJ McCollum, in which CJ McCollum outscored him thirty two points to thirty in their last uh, meeting, the New Orleans Pelicans Phoenix game, February twenty fifth. Booker put up 30 points, but just scored or just shot 42% from the field goal uh, from the field. Uh, but he has been balling without CP3 in his six games uh, without Chris Paul in the lineup. Devin Booker is averaging 26.7 points per game, so it'd be technically under this projected point total. But his shooting is at 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 89% from free throw. So almost at that. Um, coveted 50-40-90 splits. He's also putting up 8.3 assists per game and 4.7 rebounds in his last six without Chris Paul. And he plays really well in New Orleans. Devin Booker is averaging 33 points per game in his last five games in New Orleans on 50% field goal shooting. So I like Booker to have a big game, get some retribution against C.J. McCollum, who's kind of his contemporary um, and C.J. McCollum outscored him in the first matchup. I'm adding that to my bet slip along with Phoenix minus 4.5 at the New Orleans Pelicans. And we're laying 6.5 with the Memphis Grizzlies at the Indiana Pacers. That's it. That's your bet slip and NBA podcast. Always shop for the best numbers unless you're in Colorado and New Jersey. If you are in those states, check out Tipco Sportsbook. Do your own homework. Always keep up to date with the most, uh, the latest injury reports, and best of luck whether you fade or follow me. Peace out. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's daily NBA show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.